AFL practice games to happen tomorrow. West Coast and the Dockers at 4.40, Mineral Reserve Resources Park. Uh, Brisbane and Adelaide, that'll be at Metricon at 10 a.m. Uh, Adelaide, uh, Port Adelaide are playing the Gold Coast at Metricon at 2 p.m. And Hawthorne are going to unveil some of their new recruits. Four of them have been named for that game against Collingwood at the Morwell Recreation Reserve. And Greater Western Sydney will take on Sydney at the Lavington Sports Ground. Today, uh, the Blues and the Saints. Uh, it was a seven-point win to the Blues, 9-13-67 to St Kilda, 8-12-60. And Melbourne, 2012-131, defeated North Melbourne, 6-8-44. Joel Peterson was doing the game for KO, uh, along with Mickey B, Michael Barlow. Uh, he's a good Bendigo boy too, Joel, so always happy to get uh, a fellow Bendigonian on. Uh, Joel, hello, mate. How are you? Very well, Sam. Always good to speak to a uh, to a fellow Bendigo product. So uh, thanks for having me on. No pleasure. Uh, first impressions for you. We'll start with Carlton. What was the thing that stood out first and foremost for you about the way that Carlton went about it today? I heard you talking earlier about Patrick Cripps's involvement. I mean, you look around the football, um, and even from the very opening bounce of the game, you know, it was Cripps involved, it was Chera involved, the handball to Williams, the overlap run from behind. Uh, it, it looked, uh, you know, those players playing in their natural positions and, and doing their, their natural thing. Um, Williams looks far more suited to that halfback role um, in his second season at the Blues than he was when they tried to make him into a midfielder last year. Um, obviously, Adam Chera's had a big impact, a couple of goals, and, uh, and showed his class on a few occasions. And I think if you're a Blues fan, you know, Patrick Cripps' performance today, so many times in the last few years, I think... Um, Cripps has been that player that um, either has, you know, been accused of doing a little bit too much or almost been in the position where he's been under so much pressure and there's so much the focus of other teams and maybe a little bit banged up injury-wise too that he's just got the ball and given it straight away and not really had the the creativity or the, the space and time to be creative with the ball. Today he was fending off, he was spinning through the traffic, he was doing all those Patrick Cripps things that you love to see um, and he was a real bright spot for them too. And then you think about the, the players that they repurposed. So Brody Kemp, the Echuca product, um, had his 2020 ruined with a knee injury, played a couple of games late last year as a defender. He got retooled as a forward today and attacked really strongly. Corey Durden, another youngster, was good. Charlie Curnow showed some signs inside the 50 for the Blues. And then um, Mitch McGovern moved to half-back and, uh, and did some nice intercepting work. So um, I think in a game where neither side maybe set the world on fire, uh, there was a, probably a bit more to like from the Blues side of things uh, from what I saw. Between yourself and Michael Barlow, could you see the Michael Voss influence? Um, Tim Clark, I mentioned earlier, spoke to Dwayne yesterday, and one of the big things that he's trying to teach the side is is about how they execute at the contest, about knowing when to go in, when to stay out, when to spread. Could you see um, an, an influence already? Has he put a stamp on it just yet? Look, in patches, Sam, their, their first quarter was really good, Carlton. They're spread away from the contest, their ability to create that overlap, whether it be through through Williams or Zach Fisher, who was really good. Um, there was certainly, I guess, they, they were looking for that. It looked aside, and certainly more than St Kilda did, really at any stage throughout the game, that Carlton were able to generate and were looking for that, that overlapping run and, and using the ball a little bit smarter around the contest. Um, but then they had a goalless second quarter and only kicked one goal in the, in the last quarter. There was only three goals kicked to the Royal Parade end all day, remarkably. So 
uh, in a pretty low-scoring game. One end of the ground was basically dead as far as scoring was concerned, and there wasn't a, a really noticeable um, wind influence on the game. So it's just, I think, two sides that, that are still working into their stuff in the early part of the season. And you could see it at times, certainly with the Blues, that was a bit of a shift in the way that they were trying to move the ball. But I wouldn't say they, they executed it for the full game. It was fits and starts, but certainly in the first and third quarters, if you were a Blues fan watching that replay tonight or across the course of the weekend, I think that's where you'd be starting to see the best of what they did. And what about from the Saints? Um, It just never really looked cohesive for them last year after sides figured out the way that they were going about it. Can you see a new St Kilda, a new way of doing things for them? What stood out for you about the Saints? Uh... Look, going into the game, Sam, I probably thought the Saints had the better team on paper, closer to the team that they would pick round one. So no Ryder, no Geary, no Howard, no Hanabry, and no Rowan Marshall. Clearly big outs, but, I mean, Carlton are missing their best and fairest and the Coleman medalist from last year, among a few. So I, I would have thought that St Kilda probably had the, the better team on paper. Um, I thought Tim Membry was outstanding. One thing he did do a couple of times, go behind the ball and... And, and able to solidify their defence. Um, Max King showed some real signs. You know what you're going to get from Jack Steele. Um, Brad Hill was was busy across half back, and, and it was great to see Jade Gresham back. But um, there, there wasn't a lot from the Saints that, that really struck me as being, gee, this is a real game changer for them this season. Uh, they were they were maddeningly inconsistent last year, even as a neutral. I mean, as a supporter, it must have been torture to watch them week in and week out. As a neutral, it was it could be frustrating to watch them even within games, um, and they just never really put it together. So, um, there's certainly some some bright spots there for the Saints in in some of their you know those younger players continuing to come through. Josh Battle was an interesting one. So he's played 56 games since being the the 39th pick in the 2016 draft. They've never really settled him down. He played on Charlie Kernow today, and he did a really good job. So that's a big tick out of the game for the Saints. That hopefully they can they can move forward with Battle in defence and try and settle him down. Um, but in terms of of a real way forward for St Kilda. Um, I, I didn't see anything that, that would appear to suggest that they're going to be a drastically different side to what they were last year. Only early days, as we know, though, a, a pracky match. But that's a great... We had a, we had a, a caller ringing in before saying that, uh, you know, all they need is to get a number two uh, in defence for uh, Dougal Howard. And it looks like Josh Battle might be uh, the guy. What about in the midfield? I, I was talking before about how I feel like Paddy Cripps that was a disservice was done to him earlier in his earlier in his career where you know he was just made to do it all and had to do it all as a teenager to be number one at the club in your second year for contested ball and center clearances um, no wonder he's he's 26 years old looking like uh, he gets around like a 36 year old at times because he's had to carry such a load I have similar fears about the St Kilda midfield when it comes to Jack Steele who's a bit older and and more seasoned now, but in terms of being a bit of a one-man band, could you see the support and, and could you see where he was going to get uh, a bit more assistance in the midfield? Jack Steele with Crouch, did he look like he'd finally settled in? What did you make of their midfield mix? We didn't have the numbers today, so it's a little bit It's difficult to judge with any sort of quality data um, and, and look too deeply into it. Brad Crouch's game was okay. He didn't strike me as um, as playing outstandingly well, but I didn't sort of wonder where he was throughout the game. Jack, Zach Jones was good, sort of his usual industrious self, forcing the football forward, providing a little bit of run and 
and a bit of dash. Um, you know, Steele's outstanding. Hunter Clark had his moments around the footy where, where he went in there. And then they've got, you know, they've got some speed on the outside with Burns and Billings. And probably once Gresham gets gets a bit of match practice in, they'd be hoping mm. that he could go through the middle as well, a little bit St Kilda. But I agree, Sam. I think that that's probably the area that, that they do need a bit of support. They probably need the likes of, you know, maybe it's, it's even a Dan Butler um, that goes through there. Because when you look at the players that they don't have out there, you know, Dan Hanabry's probably really the only midfielder that they were missing today, apart from the younger players that they might be able to blood later in the season. So um, it, it does look as though that's where a side like Carlton could have an advantage over St Kilda because with King and with Membry and Higgins and Butler, you know, that, that's a pretty good sort of forward tandem with players rolling through there. And if you throw um, Battle in there with, with Howard in defence and a really good small defender in Sinclair. They've got some some tools to work with down there too, but it's just that finding a little bit of assistance from, from Jack, for Jack Steele, who's led them so superbly in the last couple of years. Um, it'll need to be a Brad Crouch or a, you know, a Seb yeah. Ross that gets back to his two-time best and fairest form to, uh, to really kick things into gear for the Saints. Joel Peterson, great job uh, calling the game for KO today. Uh, it's uh, There's a real buzz around the place at the moment. Uh, we've been doing broadcasting from these games. Uh, so the practice matches are on in earnest before we even get into the preseason series. Uh, great to get your thoughts on today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for your time, Sam.